Welcome to the Reese and Lemire XFL podcast. You're listening to episode six. I'm Reese. And I'm Lemire. So this week we got some mid-season predictions. We got our game caps and our game review. Uh, we're going to be picking our games. Kind of the same, but, uh, you know, we can't wait to do our power rankings. It was a really interesting week. A lot of um, a lot of teams dropped and a lot of teams went up and not sure about a bunch. So, uh, yeah, let's go right in. So, game review for week five. We had four great games. Um, Seattle at Houston was a really close game. Uh, Reese, you know, what did you like about this game, Seattle at Houston? I like they kind of showed how Houston is such a dominant team, and a team that can come back from literally anything. Seattle was leading throughout basically we the whole team. They were up 14 game, nothing, yeah. yeah. And then Houston at the end and just... Scored, I guess, like 21 unanswered points. They went up, and then they, they were down by 14 at one point in the game. And then they they scored like just a bunch of points in the fourth quarter. And I found it a very entertaining game. Seattle still played well, but it just seems like Seattle can't close out any games. Yeah, Um. so just kind of interesting thing to talk about. P.J. Walker was scouted by three NFL teams on Saturday uh, in, in Houston. So... The Seattle Seahawks, interestingly, um, who already have a quarterback, so I think they kind of set. So is the Houston Texans, but the Carolina Panthers need a quarterback, and yeah, I think it'd be really interesting. I mean, I don't want to lose PJ Walker to the XFL, but I'm pretty sure that he would take, take, yeah. you know, the job. So it'd be a good and, opportunity for him. To... Yeah, and he did have a pretty good game, PJ. He threw three hundred three three hundred and fifty one yards, twenty seven to thirty eight, which is pretty good. Three touchdowns, but he did have two interceptions, so not great. But a 14-point comeback, um, that's nice to see. Um, and they had a good rushing game as well, Houston. They ran for 100 yards. Um, yeah, anything else, Reese? Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to say um, the, um, the total yard differential was huge in the game. Even though Seattle was winning basically most of the game, um, Houston doubled the amount of yards that Seattle had. Seattle had only 200 of total yards, and Houston had 440. So, you know, big difference on the game, and it just kind of proves how um, um, Houston is a dominant team. Yeah, so I really liked this game. Um, I thought that both teams played well. I still like Seattle. I think that I know that they're, I think they're 1-4 and four at this point, and it would yeah. take a lot for them to make the playoffs. I don't think they're out of it, especially... I really like B.J. Daniels. He is he is playing pretty well, and um, they've struggled a bit on offense, but if they can, they're rolling with B.J. as the starter, and if they can get this thing right, then I think it's great because they still have a chance. They probably have to win out or close to it to make the playoffs, but I like what they're doing. So, Reese, our second game uh, was New York at Dallas. Dallas, of course, Landry Jones was injured. He wasn't playing. Probably will be injured for at least one more week. That's the minimum. And uh, it was really close. It was six six in the first half, but then New York had twenty one in the third, and they won thirty to twelve. Yeah, so very impressive game by New York. New York kind of was like a uh, I wouldn't say would you say underdog? Um, I don't know because Landry Jones was injured, but yeah. they hadn't been playing that well, and this got them to three and two. Their second game starting Luis Perez, who had a great game. Yeah, what a quarterback, Luis Perez. Um, two and zero with playing uh, in the. Uh, XFL. Um, he did play a bit against the game with St. Louis, but he only had one drive, and in that drive, he got a touchdown. So Luis Perez has he has a he had had a lot of games that or were two games that have been very like legendary for him. Well, yeah, I think that it's one of the best stories in the XFL. How he started the year 
on the bench. He was the third string quarterback, and he's now, you know, he's rocking the starting job yeah. in New York. I mean, that's a pretty in, in MetLife Stadium, and he's led them two straight wins. They're three and two, and they're third in the East. But I mean, I think they can make a real playoff push. And we got three great teams in the East. We'll get to that later, but um, yeah. Yeah, so I also want to say, um, you can just see by the stats of the Dal- uh, for Dallas, they went for fourth down five times, and they got it four. That, I, I feel like they, that there was their game plan coming in. They had to go for it because they didn't have Landry Jones. Like, they didn't have their, their starting quarterback to kind of lead them to touchdowns, so they would have to go for it with their um, – sec- um, they would have to go for it with their um, backup quarterback, and he actually he actually was pretty efficient on that. So he was yeah. efficient on fourth down, but not the rest of the yeah. game. Whenever they got into uh, or close to you know uh, New York territory, it kind of seemed like a he got scared a bit. I mean, yeah. twelve points, and they had a you know they had no offensive touchdown. Yeah, he kind of reminded so. me of my Matt McGloin in uh, Week One against Tampa. Or sorry. Sorry, the Aaron Murray week one against them, New York. Okay, yeah, I, I agree with that, and you know it wasn't a great performance in New York. I mean, sorry, excuse me. Dallas needs to solve that because um, the next game's against DC, and again we'll talk about that later. But if you drop to two and four, the the East is really close with three good teams. The West still, I mean, Houston's running away with it, but Dallas, LA, and Seattle, I still think are all in it, and I don't think you can afford to go down two to four. So they gotta win their that game and. It's going to be tough, and D.C.'s on a rise because, you know, D.C. won 15-6 at St. Louis. This was an upset, definitely. D.C. was coming in there 2-2. Two and two. They lost their last two. They're now undefeated at home. And um, St. Louis, you know, was 3-1. and one. They're looking really good. They only lost to Houston by four points in week two. And well, what did you see from this? Well, I saw in the beginning of the game, they had um, Cardell Jones. He threw an interception on the first drive, I believe. Yeah, for D.C. Yeah, for D.C. And um, after that, um, I'm pretty sure St. Louis got a field goal or or, or they had turnover announced or something like that. And um, D.C. actually went down the ball with their new quarterback, Tyree, Tyree Jackson. Jackson, and he got a touchdown with, um, with their tight end. Well, something special about Tyree Jackson, a lot of um, mock draft analysts was, or, and predictionists were expecting him to go in the fifth or fourth round of the NFL draft in uh, 2019. He went undrafted. Nobody picked him. No one picked him up as an undrafted free agent. Um, and it's kind of surprising. He's huge. He's 6'8 or 6'7, and he's like 250 pounds or more. He's huge. He's pretty fast, actually. He's a good scrambler, and I was surprised he didn't go. So, um, yeah, I mean, back up for DC, and we'll see. We probably have a quarterback controversy in DC, and we'll see what Pep Hamilton decides to do for the next game. But, um, yeah, with the stats for this game, I thought that, um, you know, DC had only 250 yards and 300 for St. Louis, so it's kind of surprising that, you know, DC won by nine. Yeah, if you look at the stats, they look like very, very even teams. It's going to be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be excited for the next game, um, that Between they play in in St. Louis, it's gonna be I maybe think it's week nine or ten. Yeah, I think. yeah. I, I I'm surprised. To, I'm surprised to say that um, DC had a lot less yards than St. Louis. Well, yeah. I, I was mean, expecting just because they had a lot of field goals. They obviously went down the field almost like every drive, and they got they field goal. They only had one touchdown on like their second drive. So yeah. So we need to talk about this rushing game for DC. 229 rushing yards on 41 attempts. St. Louis still had a great one, 130, uh, 173 rushing yards on 33 attempts. But, you know, D.C. was uh, able to pound the ball. Jarrell Presley with 105 yards rushing. Um, and I think there's a quarterback controversy in D.C. Um, between Tyree Jackson and Cardell Jones because Cardell's not been playing well lately, but 
you know, Tyree Jackson only threw 9 of 16 for 35, 39 yards in that game. How many times are you going to be able to win with a quarterback who throws less than 100 yards? So if you were head coach Pep Hamilton for D.C., who would you roll with? At this point, just because what I've seen uh, Cardell do in the last couple of games, um, I think for now I would put Tyree Jackson in one more game and then maybe the game after put um, – put uh, Cardell in? Well, it's, it's it's good to see both quarterbacks, but it's also hard. I think they're going to have to battle out in practice because with only 10 games in the XFL, it's you can't really waste one yeah. of them. So we'll see. Um, but so even time of possession and everything, and can we talk about Jordan Tayamu for um, f- for St. Louis? Because I thought he was making great plays the first four weeks, and what do you think happened? Uh, you know, I think it might. It was probably the DCD. The uh yeah the uh the DC defense kind of just stepped well, up pass this, rush, yeah. their pass rush and they're the new uh the new defensive end they picked up he actually that used to be on, on LA, LA. Yeah. he actually got a sack in that game Anthony Johnson Anthony yeah. Johnson yeah he um he played a he played a pretty good game and you know DC's defense kind of stopped the run a bit I mean in the beginning they they looked kind of effective but yeah but they did in the second half they really yeah, closed down so run. in on a, a crucial fourth down play um DC's defense stopped the run on uh, two fourth down two fourth down actually. it was on the uh, very last drive where um where um St. Louis had a chance to tie the game. Well, you can get a nine yeah nine version, point yeah. conversion, which I actually really enjoy about this league. Yeah, I mean we haven't seen one yet, have we? Or no, I don't. I think the has we've seen it too. Well, we've seen we've it, seen we've a seen nine attempt. Yeah. We've seen attempt. I think DC did one a week too. Yeah. Anyway, so um, I really like this game. Yeah. So yeah. So now we're gonna get on to the uh, the last last game. game. So that was Tampa Bay versus L. A. And L. A. won forty one to thirty four. This was one of the best games of the year, I think. And you wouldn't expect these from these teams: two and three L. A. and one and four Tampa Bay. I actually loved this game. It was twenty four to six. Um, in the at around like you know partial through the second quarter, Tampa Bay looked like they were running away. They couldn't close it. L. A. was twenty points in the second quarter. It was a great game, really close at the halftime, really close throughout. And of course, L. A. won by you know seven points. But I loved this game. I really like Josh Johnson for uh, for L. A. Two hundred eighty-eight yards, twenty uh, twenty out of thirty-seven isn't great. But he threw four touchdown passes, and he was just making some amazing throws. There's this, like, 45, 50-yard um, bomb that he threw to get them down to the five-yard line. It was one of the most beautiful uh, long bombs I've ever thrown. Just arcing pass, dropped perfectly into the receiver's hands. Reese, anything else? Yeah, I just want to um, I just wanna talk about, even though that the Vipers lost, and the couple of past games, as you saw against D.C., um, they've been they've stepped up their game from the first um two weeks because the first two weeks in total how many points did they score? Uh, I think like three maybe I can't remember but it was very low. Um, but Taylor Cornelius, the quarterback. Yeah, for that's Tampa what I was Bay. gonna say. Ever since they've kind of put him in and replaced Aaron Murray, they they see it was like a one score game against Houston, the best team in yeah. the league, and then this against LA, who has a great defense and a very good quarterback. I think they're a good quarterback. I yeah. think I think Vi- the Vipers have a chance to. Not make the playoffs, I don't think, at this point. I think it, it would be really hard, but maybe they could. They'd probably have to win they, out yeah, they'd have you to know, win, win four in the next five. Yeah, they would have to win most of their games. But we'll um, see. Now. We'll see. They may, it, 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 you know, maybe in free agency of this year, they could pick up some good players. Maybe they could be one of the best teams next year. Yeah, I really like Taylor Cornelius. 300 yards. He threw two touchdowns, two interceptions. But, um, you know, I, I just really liked how he was doing 22 to 34. 
I think he's a good quarterback, and I think because you got the start over Aaron Murray. We've seen a lot of quarter quarterback turnover. Um, I mean, Landry Jones obviously was injured, but um, DC's uh, Tyree Jackson. We've seen it with Matt McGloin and Luis Perez. We've seen it in Tampa Bay. Uh, so yeah, a lot of quarterback turnover, but I think it's uh, it's probably for the best for the XFL. Oh, and Seattle with BJ Daniels. Um, so that's our game review uh, for week five, and now we're gonna go to our power rankings. Power rankings. So Tampa Bay, we have them at eight. Loved what they showed in week five against LA, but I still can't put a one four team high, much higher than you know the bottom three or four. I still liked how they played. I think they have uh, you know promise with Taylor Cornelius. We have to see, but um, yeah, I Tampa Bay at eight because I really like their uh, their defense, but you know their offense has to step it up. So for seven, we have the Dallas Renegades. I'm going to put Dallas at seven because they have a backup quarter in because of Landry Jones getting injured. It's it would, it would really hard for me to put them in the top four, maybe the top five, because they just they lost to a uh, lost in New York. Who they, they are better. New York is better now. But still, like, a big loss against New York and Landry Jones is not in. I put him in seven. So number six, the Seattle Dragons. B.J. Daniels is taking over the helm for Seattle, and I still like. I know they're one and four, but I really like what B.J. Daniels is doing. Again, it'll be tough to make the playoffs, but that East, that that West, excuse me, a lot of tight teams with Dallas, Seattle, and L.A. So we'll see. Uh, one of the two is gonna have to, or one of the three is gonna have to make the playoffs. I still like Seattle. Um, good defense. They've struggled on offense, but we'll see if they can uh, right the ship. So for number five, we have the L.A. Wildcats. I'm going to put the L.A. Wildcats as because they they beat they beat um, Tampa Bay by um, they they scored 41 points on the Tampa Bay defense and they kind of just seem like a consistent great team with their quarterback Josh Johnson he seems like a very good fit for that team I'm gonna put them at number five they seem like a great team number four the New York Guardians they've you know gone all the way up and all the way down in these power rankings I really like what they're showing especially with their new quarterback it seems like every team has a new quarterback but uh, with Luis Perez they're at number four good defense good offense and uh, I think they can make a playoff push for number three maybe a surprising pick for you but I have at number three the St. Louis Badhawks maybe if they would have beaten um, DC obviously I would put them in second but Jordan Tayamu, solid quarterback very consistent can run can throw the ball can do all that I have St. Louis at number three number two the DC defenders DC played a really good surprising upset game against St. Louis. They're three and two. Two games that they lost were away games, so we'll see how they uh, how they do on the next away games that they have. But I really like what DC how DC played, and we'll see about that quarterback controversy. And number one, Reese. Who else? But Houston. Houston. I don't think this is ever gonna change. <laughs> Still undefeated. Five and oh no in XFL history. This is obviously first first um league, but um Houston five and oh what a great consistent Cam Phillips. He has nine receiving touchdowns in five games. In five games, that's insane. Yeah, so those are power rankings, and we'll be back next week with some more, and we'll see if they change or not. Newsflash! So, our newsflash, we haven't done it in a couple weeks, but I really like this segment. Uh, and we're going to talk about some big news. The Dallas Renegades have replaced Hal Mummy, the offensive coordinator, with Jeff Jago Dezini. He's, uh, you know, he's interesting that they changed this. Apparently, Hal Mummy, unfortunately, uh, due to medical reasons, he can't really continue as the offensive coordinator. Apparently, still remaining on the roster, or sorry, excuse me, on the staff as um. 
uh, sub, maybe like to help out Jeff. But uh, yeah, I think it's really interesting to change midway through the season. Of course, it's not planned, but we'll see if uh, Jeff Gadowski can uh, can do anything with Dallas and uh, Landry Jones returning soon. Yeah, so that was our news flash for this week. Mid-season awards. So for MVP, I have Houston Roughneck quarterback PJ Walker. I don't think this comes as any surprise. PJ, I mean, 5-0, he has 1,300 pass yards. He has 16 total touchdowns. He's thrown 15. He's rushed one. I really like what he's doing. PJ Walker running away with the MVP. And, I mean, there wasn't even a guarantee that he'd start at the beginning of the season. It might have been, a, you know, they had a bunch of quarterbacks lined up for Houston. But I think he's going to be the MVP. They got an explosive offense. And unless Houston loses four of the next five or loses out, I can't see PJ not being the MVP. Reese. Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year, the Houston Roughnecks coach, June Jones. He's just a, such a great coach. He's he's led the Houston Roughnecks to a 5-0 and season so far. He's just great overall. He's, he's, he's just made a great team out of the Houston Roughnecks. Alexander, what do you have for Defensive Player of the Year? St. Louis Battlehawks safety, Will Hill. I love Will Hill. He's like a swift army nice. I really like what he's doing. He's 33 tackles for a safety. I mean, that's kind of good. He's got four tackles for loss, three sacks. He has two interceptions and two passes defended, to, uh, deflected. So, I mean, he didn't have a great game last game, but I just really like how great he's playing. You know, he's pretty consistent. Will Hill for Defensive Player of the Year. That was our midseason awards. Let's get on to bold predictions. Those were our mid-season award picks, so now we're going to go on to our bold predictions for week six. We're going out on a limb here! Bold predictions for week six, the upcoming games. Saturday, March 14th at 2 p.m., Houston at New York. Reese, bold prediction. So my bold prediction for this game is I have Luis Perez throwing for over 300 yards. Alexander, what do you have for St. Louis at Tampa Bay? Well, I have Jordan Tamu, quarterback for St. Louis, rushing for more than 100 yards. He had an off week against D.C. Really think he's going to rebound against Tampa Bay. I mean, they got a good chance to do it. Tampa Bay's not a great team. And, yeah, Reese, Dallas at D.C. I have Tyree Jackson, who I believe is going to start for the D.C. defenders. I have him rushing for over 100 yards in that game. Alexander, what do you have for L.A. at Seattle? Well, Josh Johnson, quarterback for L.A., four touchdowns. I think he's going to have another great game. He had four touchdowns last week. And, yeah, I can't wait to see how these picks turn out. I really like them this week. So now we're going to go on to our game uh, picks for week six. Reese and Lemire's a crystal balls. Okay, so for week six, our first game is Houston at New York. Reese, what's your score prediction? So I'm going to go with New York and um, Houston. I'm going to go with Houston winning 27-20. Um, I just believe that with Luis Perez, New York is going to make the game closer than we all expect. And Houston is just such a great, great team with so many key players that are just amazing. So, Alexander, what do you have for that game? I'm picking another upset. I like upsets. I'm going with my gut. New York is going to beat Houston 
24 to 19. New York comes out with the win. They go to 4 and 2. No more undefeated teams. I just really like Luis Perez, and I love this New York defense, and I can't wait to see this game. Uh, it's on Saturday, March 14th, 2 p.m. on ABC, so catch it if you can. It's a great game. Our second game of Saturday, St. Louis at Tampa Bay Rescore Prediction. You know, I'm, I'm honestly going to go for a different type of game here. I'm going to go with an upset, too. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay beating St. Louis 31-20. to same wow. score as Super Bowl 54. I'm going to go with that score. Do you know what? What I saw from the quarterback of Tampa Bay last game and just the games before, I believe that they just need a breakout game, and I, I believe it's going to be this week. Wow, okay. I'm going with St. Louis still. I'm going to say 23-17, to 17, closer than you may expect. I still like Tampa Bay. I could really see Tampa Bay winning, especially if St. Louis gets caught in that, you know, that downward slump kind of thing, because that could really hurt them if New York and D.C. both win. They're up in the playoffs, and St. Louis is down. We're seeing a lot of changes in the XFL with like, the teams going up and down, um, but I am still going to pick St. Louis over Tampa Bay. Uh, and yeah, so Sunday, Dallas at D.C. My pick for that game, I have D.C. winning 21-3. to Just because Landry Jones isn't playing, and I have absolutely no faith in Dallas's offense right now. Until Landry Jones gets back, I don't see much happening with them. So I say D.C.'s winning, and I think they're going to roll with Carl Jones, but they're going to run the ball a lot. Pound the ball, run the rock, make sure that Dallas has to guard the run so then DC can pass and Cardell Jones doesn't have to scramble around. I I think that's the game plan. Reese, what's your pick for this one? I'm going to go with a very low-scoring game. I'm going to go with 16-6. to I'm going to go with a low-scoring game with DC winning. You know, just as same reason as you have no faith in the Renegades. I just I feel like DC aren't gonna score that many points just because based off of what they did last week, they still beat the team, but you know they didn't put up too many points. So I'm gonna go with sixteen to six. And our last game, LA Seattle. I am picking LA to beat Seattle. We know it's hard to beat them in Seattle, but. I think the LA is going to win this. I don't know if this would be an upset. I feel like the, the the numbers will be really close. I say LA will win 40-29. to 29. I could see both teams winning. I can see it going either way. I just love Josh Johnson right now for LA, and I think that their defense is pretty good. So that's, that's my prediction. Reese, what about you? So for the LA at Seattle game, I'm going to go with LA also winning, but I'm going to go much, much closer. I'm going to go with... LA winning 29 to 24. I'm going to go 5 point um differential. Um Seattle seems to uh to get close to basically every single good team in the league. Every every team they've played, they've had a little bit of a chance and I feel like it's going to it's going to be the same as them as they always are. They're going to lose by like a couple of points and it's going to be upsetting for them. But yeah, I'm going to pick LA just cuz they have Josh Johnson as great quarterback, great defense. I'm going to go with that. Okay, so those are our week six picks, and we'll come back to see if, uh, if we are right. Thank you for listening to episode six of the Reese Lemire XFL podcast. Before you go, make sure to check us out on Instagram at RL underscore XFL podcast. That is at RL underscore XFL podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Also, remember to email us at reese.and.lemire at gmail.com we're going to be answering questions uh, and comments uh, really looking forward to getting one because you know it's kind of interesting to see how the fans think other people so that's reese.and.lemire 
at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and tune in next week.